0: Um, normally I like to come up and start things with like a really good joke, but every time I try to do that, it fails miserably. So I'm just gonna say good morning. Um, I'm not as funny as I think I am in my own head. Man, that thing is sturdy. Um, it's good to see you guys. I love being here. I love being able to come and speak to you guys over here at Freedom. Um, this is actually my first time in the new place and I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna take these off because this carpet's really nice and soft. Um, Today, I can't do that. I'm sorry. It just it sounded better in my head. I'm going to say, Mark, don't let that hobo come back. Um, what, are they, what are they doing across the street? Um, I love this group. I love your pastor. Your pastor is an amazing man. You guys are incredibly blessed. and um, Some of the things that we talk about and some of the things we go through um, and kind of bounce off of, that's where today's teaching comes from. And one of the coolest things I've learned as a, as a believer And something I think we all need Is it's important for us to have people that you share life with That you bounce your circumstances off of Because those conversations, those things that you're talking through and That you're talking about Allow God to fine-tune you So today, um, what I want to talk about is the power of the given word And who here knows that God just, just talks to us He loves to talk to us He loves to speak life over you. He loves to speak purpose and direction, hope and security over you. He loves to speak words that you can attach yourself to and create an expectation that he's going to follow through on. And so tonight, tonight, see what I'm used to? Today, what I want to talk about, though, is about how... In the middle of these words that he gives us, that's such a great thing. It's good. It makes us feel good, right? Because we know God wants to bless us. God wants to take care of us. He wants to create something in us and see, see his power, his purpose become reality. But in the middle of that, we face a certain thing that none of us like, which is conflict. Who in here likes conflict? Yeah. All right. We got one at least. Um, the truth is, is that God is all about speaking words over us and wanting to see that reality become uh, effective in our lives he wants to see the thing that he speaks that is just a word spoken become life in your world and dwell among everybody else we see this happen in genesis god speaks and what happens reality becomes right let there be light. we got sun. we got stars. We have the moon that's created. we got land that comes. we got waters that are separated. All of these come from what? A spoken word. In John chapter 1, we see that a spoken word becomes what? Flesh and dwells among us. Jesus Christ himself, the word of God, became reality and came in and changed everything so that you and I can live in the fullness of what God has in store. And so out of all of these things that God does and that God creates, that God speaks over us, we as believers have an opportunity to attach our identity to what God is doing, what God has said, knowing that his track record is one that when he speaks it, it happens. Now in the middle of all this, we have the enemy. And now the enemy opposes the word because he's afraid of your destiny. say that again. The The enemy opposes the word of God because he's afraid of your destiny. But the coolest thing is that it's not about me and it's not about you. Is the reason why he opposes the word. He opposes it because it reminds him of Jesus. We'll say that again. He opposes it because he reminds him of Jesus. Jesus stepped in. The word became flesh and did what? Took everything away from the, from the devil. Everything away from the enemy. He went up to him and said, Listen, I know humanity gave you these rights, but now they're mine. And now what happens in our lives is that we have the ability and the opportunity to live in a way that attaches us to the word, to the spoken destiny that God has for us. Which then does what? It disarms the enemy. All plans, all schemes, all things that were enacted, the moment that we gave over rights in the garden, the enemy's upset because it's not working anymore. Those things that he used to be the prince over have no more effect over us. Aren't, being what, aren't the things that we're, we're being identified by anymore And so the enemy doesn't like that Because what he sees when he sees us living that out He sees Jesus So here the enemy has He opposes the things that, that, that God's doing And so God has given these words And we have our own lives The ability to walk these things out Even though we're hitting opposition And so as I was processing this this week And praying through all this, this, this these things That just go through my head I started asking God, okay, well, what are some things about the given word that are important for me and for us to hold on to, to pay attention to? Especially if we're living in a world and in a time and in a life and in an existence that we come against opposition from the enemy. Where the things of this world, the principalities, schemes, everything that sets itself against God, sets itself against what? God's spoken word over your life. So if these things are setting themselves up, what do I need to know? What do I need to remember? Well, the first thing is this, and God showed me this. is He said, I allow conflict because it first does this. It allows you to discover the strength of the word that's been spoken over you. It allows you to discover the strength of the word that's been spoken over you. What that means is, is that God is saying, will you trust my character? There are a lot of things that I've given my word on at times go, going through my life that I haven't necessarily been a person of character and followed through on. Like, you know, I remember as a kid, mom, I'll make my bed. I'll clean my room. And I didn't follow through on that at all. You know, push things under the bed, in the closet, or even, you know, in my adult years, it's, yeah, I'll show up at this point and, 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 and even at jobs, I'll get this done. And, you know, a couple of days go by and Boss comes up, why didn't you clean this yet? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> try, try to get out of it. But um, lots didn't change from being a kid. But um, so I'm sitting here and I'm trying to 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 learn that when I give words, I know there's parts of my character that fail. But when God gives words, none of his character fails. What God speaks, what God is doing, what God establishes in our World and our life, and what he has spoken from the beginning of Genesis 1 till right now, rhema words, now words in your existence. Those things his character will follow true on. He stands behind. He wants to see become reality. He wants to see that become your everyday. He's that invested in it. But the question is, is that will you trust it? Will I trust it? There are so many times that I believe that God, and this is, I don't mean to do this. We just find ourselves doing this. That God speaks these things. We hold on and hope that God's doing something. But we also have this fear that God's going to pull the rug out from underneath us. We live that I trust God, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I haven't heard correctly. And we use this, I've learned, I use this cop out of me to not trust God fully. When really what God's been kind of taking me through is saying, do you think I'm big enough that if you got it wrong, I'll correct you? Well, God, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like correction, but yeah. I mean, I, 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 I trust that, I think. No, seriously, if you heard me wrong, don't you think that I will send things around you that way you can be steered in the right direction? It's not always just on me. It's a little prideful. When I think it's just about what I hear. And if I got it right, if it's God's word, he's going to send confirmations, corrections, until it's where he wants it. So we see this occur in God saying that I want you to discover the, tr- the, the strength of the word. How strong is the word that I've spoken over you? See, conflict brings to, conflict brings to the surface what God puts inside of you. What God has spoken in you, what He is doing in you, the things that are deeply interwoven—that in Psalms 139 He says that He has knitted together in utter seclusion—those things that He was doing inside of you, God wants to bring that out. So, well, how does He do that? Does He do that if you're like, you know, sitting on the beach, enjoying your um, cup of water, enjoying yourself, and sitting around and it's just 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 enjoying the things of God and saying, "You oh know, God, You're bringing out so much of me." Is that what brings out life? Or does conflict? Scripture says iron sharpens iron. So if iron sharpens iron, if, if conflict, if, if, if something rubbing against is what's going to bring out the best, then God is all about that. We see that in Scripture in Psalms 105.23. It says this. Then Jacob, with all of Joseph's family, came to Canaan, uh, came from Canaan to Egypt and settled in Goshen. God made them very fruitful and they multiplied incredibly until they numbered... They were greater in number than those who ruled him. Now, real quick, that sounds like sitting on the beach, doesn't it? Right? Then, follow up in verse 25, God then turned the Egyptians' heart to hate his people and to deal treacherously with his servants. Whoa. Oh, I don't like that part of scripture. Do you? But why? Because God had given a word over Israel. And he knew that if they stayed comfortable Multiplying in Egypt, they would never go back to their promised land. So what did he do? He created conflict to draw out of them the things of their heart. And what began to happen when they got conflict? God, we want to go home. We want to step into the fullness of what we've been promised. Before, now they were given the best of the best in Egypt. They were given the best land. They were given the ability to watch over all the herds. I mean, this is before the Egyptians' heart turned against them. And we see in this set of scripture that when they had the best of the best, did they want to go home? We doesn't say they did. They were fine. They didn't want to go fulfill the rest of their destiny. But God's story did not end with them living in Egypt. God's story needed them to continue to the promised land. That way his word would be fulfilled. His what? His word. His promise, his direction, his intent. He wanted his intent fulfilled. So what did he do? He allowed conflict to be created because out of that conflict, the heart, the things ingrained inside of Israel that came from a conversation with a man named Abram began to come out. And as that thing began to come out, as it begin to come out of them that we want to go, God, bring, bring us to freedom, bring us to freedom. God then raised up Moses. Moses comes, leads them out of the Egypt, out of slavery. And we see the, the, the whole story of Israel in, through the wilderness, right? And out of this story in the wilderness, what do we see? In Deuteronomy, I think it's chapter 10, God's talking to Israel. He said, I led you through the wilderness to reveal your hearts. And what he's doing through that is He allows conflict in that process for them to learn that they are sons and daughters of Him. That they are a promised people. That there is a word spoken over them that He wants to lead them in, and He wants to be their God, their King. And for the people, He's taking them through this process, through this conflict, so that they will be strengthened and know that whatever God says... He will follow through on. That whatever his character is, he will make sure it happens. And we see one unbelieving generation. One unbelieving generation could not fulfill their destiny because they could not get over slave mentality. But God is sitting there saying, Okay, let's take another trip through, raise a new generation up to take the destiny that I have spoken. The word that I have spoken. And even that generation went through conflict, because what did it do? It continued to develop them. The other thing we see in Scripture is this, is that God allows options. What? Yeah, He does. God allows options. And the reason God allows options is because options bring reward. We serve, we are adopted by a rewarding God What we see in Hebrews chapter 11 The faith chapter Is we see that When we live out life in faith It produces reward God is a rewarding God Even Jesus When he was dying on the cross Going to the cross Understood he could go through that Because of the reward on the other side This is the nature of God God wants to reward you. He wants to bless you. He wants to do it out of your obedience to his character. The story of Israel. God wanted Israel to trust in what he said, who he was, because what happened? The reward was the promises. The promised land. The identity that they were created for. The things that were set up. A nation that would be completely unlike anything the world had ever seen led by the will and direction of God the true God. And all of these things we see throughout scripture is you see God wanting people to trust his character because he understands the things that follow that. The hope, the life, the joy, because here's the coolest thing about God, is God wants you to be a conduit for him and as his things begin to flow through you, it's not about setting you up only. It's about setting his kingdom up. it shows his character to the rest of the world. The whole idea of the nation of Israel was so that the other nations would be blessed through them because of how good and amazing and the purpose of God is. Now all of, uh, of the fallen world sets itself against God, but at the same time it allows that conflict allows the character of God to be shown. The church has always done historically incredible through moments of conflict it's when things are cush at the church gets a little bit crazy it's in when we're comfortable that we can get in trouble so god allows this conflict like we see in psalms 105 to occur because what happens is this we're faced with an option god do i trust you or do i not trust you will i listen or will i not listen And what's crazy if you think about this, options go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. All the way back to the creation. And what we see is this, is that we see out of these choices, there's two trees. One tree brings life. One tree is the Word. One tree is the fulfillment of all that God has said. The other tree empowers the inferior to overpower the superior. It empowers the inferior to overpower the superior the superior. And how this applies inside of my life, and I think inside of all of our lives, is this, is that we are faced with options every day. Do we trust the word that God is speaking over your life and over your existence, or do you choose to look at the facts of this world and say, well, I don't know, or maybe, or if God wills it, well, if God has said it, don't you think he wills it? Or do you think he's saying, hey, I want this for everybody but that union crew over there? What God speaks, He wants to happen. And so, what happens in my life is I begin to feed the wrong word. We begin to feed off the wrong tree of knowledge. Well, it just makes sense. I used to, the church I grew up in in Tennessee, a sweet, sweet, sweet woman that was there. And, well, we would talk about something with healing, or she'd be praying about something. She goes, Well, you know. Just if God wills it and, um, but you know, in heaven, in heaven, it'll be, it'll happen. Well, I'm pretty sure Jesus prayed what on earth as it is in heaven, right? Well, if that's how Jesus prayed. then That's how I want to believe. If heaven has willed it, has spoken the word, then God make it my reality on this, on this earth that I walk in. Because when I walk in it, it ripples throughout the fallen world and says, Christ is here. It reminds, it reminds all principalities of the darkness that is of this world about Jesus and what he has already completed, what he has already done. And I'm just walking in it. You're just walking in it. But what occurs is this. I begin to have this this internal Eden moment, right? Two options, two choices, two things to buy into. Buy into the word or buy into common sense, quote unquote. Common sense of this world that says yeah but i don't know is god doing this is god doing that or have i heard wrong or you know if it doesn't happen that's okay well no i'm going to trust god's timeline i'm going to lock into what he's doing but what happens is, is i begin to feed on the negativity on the things against god the wrong word unlimited power who is god the word of god becomes powerless Because I'm not attaching my faith to it anymore And when I don't attach faith to that What can we not receive The reward of the word Our opportunity in life Is to attach ourselves to the power of the word of God The spoken word The written word The active word That is sharper than any sword That can cut through all doubt all fear and separate that. I can attach myself to that and watch His will become reality where I can begin to feed off the things that say, nah, it can't be, it couldn't be. There's no way. And we have a choice to follow one of two Adams. See, the first Adam in Genesis... He did that. A choice was made, and they partook of the knowledge uh, of, of good and evil. Of that tree. But then Jesus came. And Jesus went into the desert in temptation, and he chose to take from the tree of life. In both of those instances, Satan tested the character of God on both Adams. On one Adam, And Eve, he said to them, Oh, did he really say that? You won't die. I mean, it's not going to kill you. He tested the character of God. Then we have Jesus who steps in and he's like, Well, you know, if 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 you're really the Son of God, take this stone and turn it to bread. If, if, if. Did he, did he, did he. If, if, if. What is the character of the Father? What will you attach yourself to? See, Jesus said, you know what? I'm doing this the right way. I'm partaking of the tree of life. And he attached the word as the response to the temptation. And our ability in life is to say, you know what? Even though conflict comes, I'm attaching the word, what God is doing, and that's how I'm going to respond to the conflict. That's how I'm going to respond to the things that are coming against what God is doing. I am going to trust that what God has started, He will follow through on. And I'm going to attach myself. I'm going to stand on that ground. I'm going to say, God, you're, you're, this conflict is good because it's walking me into the fullness of what you have. So continue your work. I trust your character and walk me into the future and hope you have designed. That He's designed for you, that He's designed for your family, that He's designed for your job, your workplace. Children, grandchildren, spouses, whatever it may be, all of these things God has spoken words over. And all of these things hit conflict. It's in that conflict we should be more excited than anything else. Because it's out of that conflict, God is walking us into a fullness that is showing that this word has strength. This word has purpose. This word has design. And that's why God is saying, trust me. Trust me. Trust what I have started. Trust what I am doing. And trust where I am taking you. Don't let fear step in and rob you anymore. Don't let disbelief come in and rob you anymore. Attach yourself by faith to what I have started, what I have said. And watch me bring things to the place that I have promised. Watch me walk it out into a reward into a place of hope, a place of restoration. You need to see this happen in your family. You need to see this happen in your workplace. You need to see this happen in your personal life, in your health. Ask God for the word. Attach yourself to that word and then stand by it in faith. Do not waver. Do not let fear come in and rock you. You are a child of God. You are no longer a slave. You are walking into your promised land. You are being tested because out of that testing, God is showing you what he has designed inside of you, and he's pulling it out. He is pulling it out. Breakthrough is possible because of conflict. But will we be people that attach ourselves and say, I'm not moving, this word is mine. God has a purpose and design. Everything of the enemy sets itself against the things of God because God is showing his character off. and He wants to do that in you. It's such a heavy statement, but such a simple statement as well. He just wants to show off through you. Tonight, today, as we close... I want to ask you this. In the story of Israel, we see that God's design allowed them to multiply to a certain point, and then what? They hit conflict. Have you seen in your life where things have gotten to a certain point, and all of a sudden you just, you just it's like everything comes against you? Everything's hitting you? Today's an opportunity to ask God to declare over yourself. To cry out, say, God, I'm ready to go to my promised land. See, that's what happened in the story of Israel. The conflict started. The Pharaoh, who the place that they were in was good to a certain point. But God was wanting to take them to a new level. Right? We like new levels, don't we? Yeah? He wants to take them to a new level. So he allows conflict for their hearts to be prepared to cry out and say, I'm ready. I want I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of this circumstance, of hitting this wall, of feeling this depression, of feeling this anxiety, fear. I'm tired of seeing things go to a certain point that I touch, and then all of a sudden it feels like they can't go any further because of some type of limitation. So, God, right now I'm crying out. I'm ready for freedom. I'm ready to walk through the process to reach my destiny in this area take me there today I want to invite if you want to come up just right here I just want to come and say a quick prayer over you Uh, Tony's going to come up and lead in a song and as we do this this is a statement it's not we're not going to just come up here and just, just you know pray and pray and pray for God to do something no this is a statement this is you saying today God today I stand ground and I trust your character Today is a day that I decide that you are who you say you are. Not just in my mind, but in my heart. To secure myself in this. Now, tomorrow, guess what? We're going to wake up and we're going to say it again. Today, God, I secure myself in your word. You are who you say you are. You, God, did a process with Israel. And you're doing that with me And you know what, God, even when things got rough with them, it was because you allowed conflict to walk them into a future that you designed. So, God, I accept the process. I celebrate the process because you, God, will never leave me or forsake me, let me down. And what you have started is on you to finish. Think about that. It's on him to finish. It's not on you. So let go of your pride. Did you get salvation? Or did grace and mercy lead you into salvation? So, if you didn't get salvation, guess what? You cannot walk into your destiny. But grace and mercy will take you there. His favor, His design, His want for you. Because what He does in you shows off His love. For his people It makes you a shining city On a hill And that's what God wants So I invite you to stand (laughs) If you'd like prayer To make a stand To make a statement today I invite you up here We're going to say a quick prayer Father, right now, we just come to you. And God, we celebrate the work that you have started. We celebrate conflict, God, because conflict shows off your character. We know, God, that you've got to take us through process because process allows our faith to be exercised so that we gain the rewards of you. Because you are a good God. You are a holy God. So, Father, right now, I ask that the things you have started Where we see those things become reality. We see those things become true and real. Father, we want to watch your will become the things that the world looks at and says, how is that possible? And it's possible because it comes through you. It's possible because we are your sons, we are your daughters. There are things, God, we have hoped for, that we have wanted to see happen for years. Father, just as Israel was stuck in the bondage of Egypt, but freedom came. Freedom came. God, I pray right now that by your spirit, you raise up Moses' to walk us in these things that we've been hoping for and praying for for years. Moses has come in and lead us into promises. That Father, you open these doors. Because this is what you have started and that you want. We secure ourselves in this word and this promise, Father. And we now expect, God, because that is your character. We come in expectation. God's faith in action. Knowing that what you are doing, what you have started, what you are opening up, God, is going to blow our minds watching it become true. And we celebrate that, God. We worship you because you are a God that wants to not only speak, but to see become reality over us. That, Father, just because, Lord, there are options, we want to be people that choose the truth, that choose the tree of life, God. Areas in our lives that we have been subscribing to, just the knowledge that we've been given power to the inferior, I pray right now that that shuts down in the name of Jesus. May it shut down right now in the name of Jesus. No longer, Father, will we feed the inferior, but God, we will attach ourselves to the superiority of your word, of your character, of who you are, and what you are doing, and what you have started. That, Father, in all of us right now, we take the step to decide your word, your word, your power, your design is what we secure ourselves in. God, we want to attach ourselves to the truth, not to fact. The truth of your word might not make sense in the world's standard, but in heaven's economy, it is wealth. It brings peace. It walks us into the future and hope that you have in store. So Father... I ask that you secure these things in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Let's praise God for what he's doing. Hi. Thanks so much for taking time to tune in and listen to the message today through Freedom Online. Uh, We would love the opportunity to meet you personally anytime that you're in our area. But if today you heard something that really connected or that maybe you've got questions about, you'd like to talk with somebody or have someone pray with you, we'd love to hear back from you. You can reach us in a couple of different ways. You'll find on the website a contacts link. You can contact me or any member of our leadership directly. Or you can call us at the number that you see on the website or at the bottom of the screen now. Thanks again for tuning in, and we hope that you have a great week.